Hey, Frankie here. A couple of notes before today's episode. First, some heads up. We talk about a scene where some sexual abuse happens and a scene where a teen accidentally exposes himself to a female student, so just wanted to let you know. Also, my energy is kind of low in this episode. I've had a rough week when we recorded this. One last thing. Episode 4 didn't have any of the problems we had with episodes 1, 2, 3. There may be problems in the future, but 4 is pretty good. Okay, now I'm going to let you send you back to Eric that has a really good intro this episode. Sumo. Battles waged in a ring by those wearing mawashi belts since ancient times in Japan. It is one of the few combat sports without weight classes. Thus, larger and heavier student sumo have a distinct advantage. Among them, those with the potential to reach a rank of Yokozuna receive the name of a sword from the National Treasures as their moniker. Welcome to Basho and Tell, your dose of... No, wait, 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 say that. Hush, hush. Uh, we haven't podcasted in a while. Give me a second. Okay, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good, Chief. I'm good. Okay, throw some salt. Welcome to... Yeah, let me throw some salt. There we go. Slap. Okay. Welcome to Basho and Tell, your big bowl of chicken chanconave soup for the soul, where we discuss everything sumo. Currently, we don't have a tournament going. But there is a new sumo anime, and me, uh, your me, Frankie. Hey, hi, it's me, Frankie, and uh, my good friend Eric. Say hi, Eric. Hi, Eric. I was hoping you would do that. Are here to talk about. Can you pronounce this Hinomaru sumo? So the way it is shown on Crunchyroll is Hinomaru sumo. Uh, the way some people have it listed, if you're looking up the manga, is Hinomaru Zumo. Uh, so I don't know what the technically correct one is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, because it has the it has the C, the the like like sorrow. Yeah, it's something they do. It's kind of like uh, how the French may change. A consonant, mm-hmm. depending on the word before it. Mm-hmm. Something that happens in Japanese as well. For example, sometimes you will see a stable referred to as a heya, and other times it may be referred to as a beya. Mm. And that little piece uh, of intro you, you read is uh, from the beginning of each episode, correct? So far, that is how each episode starts. You'll get a currently at time of recording three episodes out. We've seen all three episodes, uh, so that, that's that's what we're gonna do today. We're gonna talk about it. Don't expect a beat by beat recap. Uh, they're on Crunchyroll. You can go watch them. Um, yeah, we're just gonna talk about them and say whether we like it or not. Is the sumo good? Is the anime bad? Yes, we Stay will not be. Find out. We are not doing an episode of teenagers with mawashis. Mm-hmm. So it's just gonna be Teen- and like and just like in Power Rangers, these teenagers look thirty. Yes. So, let's get started. Uh, You want to go one by one with episode one? Sure. We'll start with episode one, and we start on a train. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not the best start. Uh, mm-hmm. he is. We meet our protagonist, Ushio Hinomaru. He is of a rather short. Hinomaru. Yep, he is of a shorter stature, and so he's on a packed train and uncomfortable because he's being squashed by everyone around him. That's kind of the premise of the show, is that it's high school sumo, but Hinomaro is really good despite being really short, but also he has, like, a completely ripped body, like, completely toned and muscular. Yes, he is ridiculously shredded and covered in scars that the people around him are trying to figure out. Mm -hmm. But through the crowd on the train, he sees a girl getting uh, molested, I guess. Inappropriately touched. Okay, yeah, that doesn't make me recoil as much. Yeah. Yeah, this this doesn't happen a lot uh, in the in the episodes, but it it does happen at parts where it's it's I can't tell if this show's horny or not. Yeah, and for the first, I would say two and three quarters, it isn't. Mm. But we'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. so he sees this happening. Uh, when we start off, he is still in junior high, I believe. So he's not in high school yet, but he sees this happening. He uh, grabs the guy by the arm to, uh, in a painful way, says, hey, we're going to get off at the next stop. Uh, they get off at the next stop, and he's like, oh, hey, I got this pervert. And then yeah, they're calling the police. Camera pans out, and you see that before you could just see his school uniform top, but he is actually wearing a mawashi. So the police stop him because there's some weird kid in a school uniform top, and looks like he's in his underwear on the bottom. Mm-hmm. They they think he's a pervert. I mean, he's in Which, middle school, but he should still have common sense. Yeah, but yeah, he should he should know. They can change at they can change at, at school. He doesn't need to to go in in just a mawashi on the bus, especially in a packed bus. Like, right? You're making everyone uncomfortable. It's good that you stop the the weird, creepy dude. But like, come on. So his explanation is that he is going to Ishigami High School to scout it out uh, because it is supposed to be uh, supposed to have a well-regarded sumo club. Uh, he gets off the train and he makes his way to what he thinks is Ishigami High. He hears a familiar sound over a wall, so he just jumps over the wall. And he sees somebody uh, practicing sumo by striking a pillar. Mm-hmm. It, 
Okay, this is the first change uh, from the manga. I only uh, saw the first. We talked about it in the previous episode that uh, we saw the first couple chapters in like a video way. And I like the the introduction of this character, Oseki, uh, way better in the anime. I think I like the anime way better. It feels very well paced uh, compared to the manga. And, like, the changes it makes make sense. And this is the first one that I was like, oh, oh, I like this. Because in the in the manga, at least in the first five chapters, Oseki's kind of a joke. But at least here, he's presented to be like, oh, he has the body of, of, uh, of, uh, of Harukishi. He has the body of a wrestler. And he's, he's doing the work. Whereas he's more of a joke in in the manga. Yep, he is striking the tepo, which is uh, the wooden pillar that they will practice their hand strikes on to toughen up their hands and improve their form. And he is also doing the shuffling maneuver that is typical of sumo training that is intended to help them uh, learn to keep their balance and Ushio is impressed, but figures, oh, it's Ishigami High. Of course, someone would be this dedicated. Mm-hmm. And there's even a dohyo ring that was made outside. So, oh, year-round practice. I I really like this this introduction to the to this outside ring. All of this, like all of this, is really good. Uh, let's see, he, uh, is, Ushio is telling Ozeki, uh, his name is, uh, Shinya Ozeki, he, at the current time in the anime, is a second year student at the high school. Uh, Ushio's like, oh, hey, there's a dojo here, let's, uh, do some sumo. And uh, he disrobes down to his mawashi. Ozeki's like, what is with this kid's physique? It is Mm -hmm. not a middle schooler physique. Yeah, I I do like that they immediately give you a a match where... uh, uh, They immediately give you a match whereas in the... the manga it takes like five chapters for for the first match, which is not even this. This match doesn't happen. Yeah, I appreciate that the sumo anime gets two sumo. So they uh, line up uh, across from each other in the dohyo, and you know it shows Ozeki first, and he's just like, "Oh, okay, this will be kind of fun." And then he looks up at Ushio across from him. And he is, you know, in a black void surrounded by fire. And Ozeki's like, oh, geez, what's with this kid's aura? Uh, mm-hmm. They start fighting. Uh, the battle pressure is real. Yes. Uh, Ushio comes out strong. He pushes him back to the edge of the dohyo. Uh, but then Ushio grabs onto his mawashi. He starts to throw him to the ground, 
but Ozeki catches himself, which I appreciate. Uh, but then he just gets overpowered by Ushio. And I like that he is not just a pushover, literally and figuratively. Yes, it's it's good. Because he feels like someone who has been doing sumo for a while. Not just a character. Not just like... It's it's maybe I'm having a hard time like explaining how much better the introduction to Oseki is in the anime than in the manga, but it it's really night and day. In in the manga, the first time you see him, he's being made fun of by like the football team. Right in the anime, it's hey, here's somebody who loves sumo that's been practicing for years at sumo in the manga it's more mm-hmm. hey here's a best friend character mm-hmm. uh, so they have their match uh you know they congratulate each other and ushio wants to see the dojo which ozaki does not seem too keen on mm-hmm. uh, they open up the doors and it is full of yankees and not I don't mean the baseball players. <laughs> is is that what they call uh, troublemakers? Yes. Uh, so, at some point in the past, uh, since Ozaki was the only member of the sumo club, he basically got pushed out of his space by the troublemakers and the tough kids. Uh, one of the ruffians is coming up and, you know, trying to act tough, and he spits his gum on the ground, which mm-hmm. infuriates Ushio. Mm-hmm. It's sacred ground, and... They're disrespecting it. Right. And so he's like, oh, hey, what are you gonna do about it, shrimp? And then Ushio just grabs him by the shirt and forces his head down into the ground, And says, uh, don't look down on me, shrimp. So there's this confrontation. And then that is when we meet our third character. This is Yuma Gojo. Or Gojo Yuma. He's the bad boy. The the ruffian. The hooligan. He is the Johnny from the Karate Kid of Mm -hmm. this anime. He's the leader of the ruffians. Uh, he is the yes. He is the toughest one. He is actually an accomplished karate practitioner. He won the Kanto Karate Tournament, and so he is the leader of the pack. Uh, he. You know, ask what's going on. Ozeki is, you know, very scared of him, so he's just trying to get out of there as quickly as possible. They see the two of them run away, and they decide to do something about it. Which eventually means tearing up the dohyo that they built. Or that Ozeki built. Mm. Yeah, it's... 
it makes you care a lot about the characters. So it's simple storytelling, but it works. Yes, it makes you mad at Yuma. Makes you feel sorry for Ozeki. And it makes you want to watch Ushio kick some butt. So, uh, Ushio, in order for them to move the plot along and have this not happen immediately afterwards, uh, he's walking around because he figures out eventually that he's at Dachi High School and not Ishigami High School. Uh, then suddenly it is evening and he's like, oh yes, just think of all those wonderful things I did today. And it gives you like three different thought bubbles showing him doing something mundane. Mm -hmm. Then he shows back up, finds Ozeki mourning the destroyed Dohyo, says he's going to take care of it, that he's going to be a Yokozuna, so that doesn't mean much. And then Ozeki gets mad at him mm-hmm. because he's just being like he's just saying to say it, or he's being ridiculous. And that Ushio needs to get real because you know, even if he wanted to be a Yokozuna, because of his height, he doesn't meet the requirements to be a professional sumo wrestler. And that there are some things that just can't be helped, which causes Ushio to have a little flashback to a woman in a hospital bed, which I presume to be his mother. Ozeki leaves, goes to ask forgiveness, and, you know, just forgets that this ever happened. And Yuma says that he will let it go if Ozeki swears to never practice sumo again. And is a little dusty in the room. But eventually Ushio shows up and says, you know, there's no need for you to give up on Sumo. I'm going to beat him in a, uh, what he presumes is going to be a Sumo fight. But Yuma says that if Ushio can withstand 10 minutes of getting beaten up, Mm-hmm. and stay on his feet, then they will leave the dojo. Cue uh, uh, Ushio getting punched in the face and not even flinching because he's an anime protagonist. It's and, good. yes, sets the scene for Ushio. I mean, it's a shonen anime manga. Yes. So, just imagine I, Goku. I I like how they're showing him. They're starting with him strong, like they're not even. This is not uh, coming from the bottom. At least in this first couple of episodes, it's like no, he's the best. At least compared to non sumo wrestlers that he's facing right now, he's the best. They're not even close. So you've got a little jump forward in time where Yuma's. Knuckles are raw from punching Ushio. And, you know, it's basically what the heck is wrong with this kid. And Yeah, he... an alarm goes off, and it's a, it was supposed to be 10 minutes, but they've actually made it 15, and he's still fine. And he spits blood, or maybe just spit. 
I think in the manga it was blood. They didn't really close up on it in this. Nah, I got a train in the background. Good. Yep. Uh, it says that, you know, as a sumo wrestler, if anything other than the bottom of your feet touch the ground, you're out. And so he would never fall down for some weak punches like Yuma was throwing. And then he decides, well, the 10 minutes was up. That means I can fight back. So he slaps slash pushes Yuma backwards so that he's standing on the other side of the dohyo. Mm-hmm. And then because it's Yuma. Correct. And he goes down into position, says hakioi like a gyoji would at the start of a sumo bout. And then he goes into a different style of animation because that is how badass he is. It looks good. It, it definitely looks good. Uh, how would you describe this animation here? Uh, a lot of contrast. Like, uh, like it, it's just black and white. Mm-hmm. And it is a mixture of like very fluid, but also very jagged at the same time. It's, it's like they grab the manga pages and they just put them there, which is not new. It's something that has been done before, but it works very well for, for these sequences. Yeah. Like instead of straight lines, it's like, you know, when you used to try to draw a tornado when you were a kid. And so you'd have the Mm -hmm. pencil flat and rub it back and forth. It's those kinds of lines. Have you seen the video for take on me? By, uh, oh yeah, that's a good one. It's like that, but shonen anime. The shonen anime version of that. I want that now. Talking away. Uh, but so he sumo anyway. He gets headbutted I, I, in the chest. Yes. Yes, he does. Uh, that is Ushio's style. He has what they call a Yokozuna style of sumo in that he is very straightforward, meets mm. his opponents head on. Uh, so far, usually head to head or head to chest since Which, he's smaller. It always makes me flinch because even if it's animated... We've seen those head-to-head collisions, and it's like, oh, come on, come on, put your body, don't, don't do head-to-head, that cannot be good for you. I mean, this could be because I'm a parent now, but it also makes me flinch because I'm just thinking of kids watching this anime, and they're like, okay, mm-hmm. we'll do some play sumo in the backyard, Oh, and gosh, they're going to watch yeah. this and then clash their heads together. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Which, I don't know if that's a practical concern or if that's a parent concern. Yeah, no, they they have this platform and it's being shown. Yeah. Look, all I know is if I tried to throw a Kamehameha, mm-hmm. I would have tried to do sumo as well. Yeah, no, because they don't show you, like, it hurts or they're in pain. They're fine after the headbutt, 
which we've seen headbutts and sumo, and they keep going, but, like, I can only imagine. No, that's... Mm. Yeah, that I actually that bothers me a lot. You saying the possibility of of kids who like don't know about concussions just following this hot new anime. I don't even know if it's hot. I don't know if it's popular. I mean, it should be. I mean, should it? I I like parts of it, but you, I don't like, I don't like that headbutt. Well, yeah. It's so far it's avoided most of the downfalls of anime that I try to avoid. Oh, so kind of for episode three. I have yeah. problems with episode three. Yeah. Okay, so what happens uh, to the rest of this episode? So the rest of the episode, uh, Yuma is absolutely destroyed by this hit. Uh, Ozeki is like, oh man, I can't believe this kid's aura. And then he's like, hey, wait a minute. This was one of the kids that was tearing up the elementary level sumo. And because he had such a bright prospect, they named him after one of the swords in the National Treasures. And his sword nickname is... Onimaru Kunitsuna, which uh, Onimaru is like a sword that could cut a demon, and so a lot of his moves are uh, demon based or demon named, right? Yeah, and like demon wheel, demon twister. So uh, then, being the protagonist, he's like, "Well, you know, I beat you, but if you want to figure out." how to beat me or what I did to beat you, you can join the sumo club. Yeah, because he's stunned. The other ruffians are mm -hmm. saying they'll beat him up for him. Yuma says, just give it up. If I could beat him up for 15 minutes and not make him budge, you're not going to be able to do anything. So then we finish that up. Uh, Ushio says that he wants to join Dachi High School so that he can do sumo with a fellow sumo freak, Ozeki. Uh, towards the end, we cut to the new school year where uh, everybody is trying to get members to join their clubs. Ushio joins them and... Uh, while they're walking in the hallway, everyone's talking about how, oh, hey, that's that kid that beat up Yuma. And we get a glimpse of the same girl from the train at the beginning. Don't know anything about her yet. Yeah, I, I'm worried, especially after episode three. I'm worried how the female characters will be treated in the show. Because all she's been so far in the show, and the light of the show, has been a victim to, to, to groping, and that's it. So, yeah, that'd right. be great. I'm assuming she's going to take on some sort of club manager type role. We'll see. Yes. Uh, so, episode two... Start off with uh, they're trying to get members 
to join them. This was uh, probably my favorite episode of the bunch. Yeah, so far. Uh, they uh, Yuma apparently has dozed off in class and has a nightmare of being attacked by a demon uh, because he is still having trouble dealing with being defeated by Ushio. Then we cut to outside, and Ushio unveils his secret weapon to get people to join the sumo club. He made chicken, well not chicken, he made chanconabe. Which would get me to join sumo. But apparently his chanconabe is real bad because he tries to give it to some kids who seem interested, and then they immediately throw it out. Then Ozeki tries it, and he immediately spits it out. And it turns out that he wanted it to be nutritious, so he put in some garlic and protein powder. Which, I mean, it doesn't sound that bad. Yeah, it, for me it felt like he put other stuff. Uh, we have the cat show up, sniff the bowl, and... Chuck it over the side, as cats are wont to do. Yeah, we'll see more of this cat. cat. I love Sumo yeah. Cat. Sumo Cat might be my favorite character in the show. And then we cut back, and we see a masked individual enjoying a bowl of the Chankonabe. Now, I haven't had a chance to read the manga aside from that first volume. Mm -hmm. uh, so I don't know how different he is in the anime versus the manga. Mm -hmm. But I don't really see any reason for him to be wearing a mask in the anime. I, I, I think it's just because... Okay, so he's going to say that his whole deal is... He wants to go to America and do MMA uh, and wrestling. And he's the captain of the wrestling club. And he's learned all different types of wrestling. So I think he's a, also like a wrestling fan. So he probably just wears it because he likes it. It's not like... He's that weird kid from high school who would wear like a cool hat. But in this case, it's a... It's a wrestling mask. But he only wears it for a little bit, so maybe it was just for the recruitment. You know, for this yeah. is a wrestling club, so he put the wrestling mask. Because he's going to take it immediately off and like not wear it for most of the episode, and he doesn't wear it in the next episode. His name is Kunisaki Chihiro. He is a second year, and he was also a national wrestling champion. Uh, everything that we've seen of him suggests it's a Greco-Roman style wrestling champion, but they present him as more of a professional wrestling style. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, it, it feels very... It made sense to me, especially because he's like, no, yeah, I want to do mixed martial arts. Uh, so apparently he puts on an exhibition every year, or I guess last year and this year hmm. where basically anyone can uh, come up and try to beat him uh he they don't show it 
but he has, you know, dealt with members of the boxing club in Juan. Uh, when we show him at the exhibition, I believe he's beating a uh, judo practitioner. I think he's a captain of the judo team. And then we also see the student council president. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't get a name. We just know that she is the typical student council president who's like, oh, she's so beautiful. And she's also like weirdly intense is what we have so far of her. Yeah. She, mm. this our second female character or first female character. Uh, yeah. Take it. And she's fine this episode. She's interesting. Uh, it's a little bit on the. I don't. I don't even she's... know if I want to say in the Sundari trope. Yeah, she is followed by like four underlings, and they're like talking about, "Oh, there's something going on in the gym," and it's that guy that beat up Yuma, which makes her get very upset. Mm-hmm. For reasons we won't find out yet. Uh, nobody is showing up at the booth for the nasty Nabe. So they decide, oh, well, let's go check out that guy and see how he does at the exhibition. Uh, they watch him beat up the judo practitioner, like we said. Uh, mm-hmm. They go into his past after he beats up the or defeats not really beats up no yeah it's, the, a, it's a fine match yeah uh it's like oh so this guy is actually the strongest guy in the school not yuma mm-hmm. and afterwards you know uh kunisaki is you know good natured lead like telling the other guy where he messed up and how he could do better next time. Mm-hmm. And Ozeki's like, yeah, he's kind of intense about it, and he can kind of be annoying about it, too. Which, uh, he seemed like genuinely trying to help him improve on his judo, which, eh, he doesn't seem bad. I like him. Right. He seems fine in this, but I can see, like him being the overbearing type where he would be a little too eager to, you know, challenge someone. But, uh, Ushio steps up to challenge him. Uh, he just kind of gets brushed off like, oh, you know, Sumo, you know, you lose if you touch the ground with your hand. Whereas in the combat sports I prefer... You know, you're in a situation where you have to give up when you've been thoroughly beaten. Mm-hmm. In sumo, you know, you just give up if you touch the ground. Yeah. He, 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 that's why he doesn't respect sumo, because he thinks it's a sport for weaklings, because you, you give up very quickly. So, uh, in order to entice. Kunisaki to take the challenge. Ushio says, Alright, I will abide by sumo rules. If I step foot outside of the uh, ring that was on the mat, mm-hmm. 
then he loses, or if he touches the ground with anything other than the bottom of his feet. Mm -hmm. And his rules for Kunisaki are that if he is on his back for more than three seconds, Mm -hmm. which goes... Well, I guess that could be more Greco-Roman, too. Yeah, yeah, it's basically like if you're in their back for three seconds, or if you submit, then... Then he wins. Hinomara wins. Right. And so he gives a big advantage to Kunisaki that he just can't turn down. Uh, At this point, Yuma has joined to spectate. And you see Reina, who is the student council president, doing some plotting. Uh, She decides to... Uh, take over as like a special referee and both guys are like does she even know anything about sumo but we're fine with it uh in order to level the playing field a bit kunisaki takes the belt from the judo practitioner and wraps it around his waist I like this because so, he's like, okay, no, you need to have something to be able to get a hold of me. Let's make this fair. Right. Uh, so they let her be the special judge. Uh, you get an inner monologue from her being like, I can't believe this is the guy that beat up Yuma. He's uh, small. Everyone's always calling him small because he's short and that's the type of anime we're in. Right. Uh, So it starts off with uh, Chihiro shooting for Ushio's legs to try to wrap him up and take him off his feet, uh, which Ushio quickly responds to with a slap down and just buries Kunisaki's face into the mat. But his back hasn't touched the ground for more than a second, so Ushio just says, come on, get up. If this was wrestling, you wouldn't be defeated yet. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, once again, Kunisaki starts shooting for his legs, trying to get him off his feet. He has different maneuvers that are the Chihiro special, you know, one or four. But no matter what he does, he can't get Ushio off his feet. And anytime Ushio uh, gets... Kunisaki off his feet, he will just go back to the other side of the dohyo as if he was, you know, waiting for another match to begin. Mm-hmm. As if he's like, I've beaten you four or five times if we were doing sumo already. And eventually this leads to, uh, you know, a series of exchanges, but Ushio keeps coming up on top. And it's good, then it's a good match and a good episode. Uh, I'd recommend this episode. Like when I think this is the one episode I'll recommend with no caveats. The first one has that weird scene at the beginning with the molester, uh, but this one's pretty pretty good all the way through. So we get our first super attack. Mm-hmm. He pulls out his uh, demon wheel technique. It is a Migi Shitate Nage, and 
The Shitate Nage is an underarm throw. It is where the attacker extends their arm under the opponent's arm to grab the Mawashi. Then they turn sideways and pull the opponent down to throw them to the ground. So in this case, uh, you know, it's called a demon wheel because he's basically doing a throw that makes him flip forward onto the ground, mm-hmm. kind of wheels him over. And we also get some pretty sick art for it, too. There's, like, in the top right and bottom left corner of the screen are demon skulls with horns and extended canines and some blue and red, almost hot rod flames coming off them. So far of the special moves we've seen, I really like the art they do for them. I It's... It's real cool. Like like I said, everything in this episode looks really good. Uh, so everyone is shocked. Uh, Chihiro is on his back. He's like, well, you know, I could keep going, but I'm too disappointed. So I'll give you the win. Uh, he's so impressed with the sumo that he decides to join the club. He thinks it'll be a good addition to his MMA repertoire. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like this because he's like, I'm not going to do this professionally, but this is obviously the person who was able to beat me does sumo. So I should learn sumo because this way I'll be able to beat other people. Another, Another small thing I like is that you know, Chihiro's talking to Ushio about it, saying, you know, his interest has gone into the red line and he wants to join, but Ushio still defers to Ozeki, who is the club captain. Yes, he I I really like that he doesn't just assume he he makes the calls, he always checks with the captain. Uh Reina shows up, yells at Ushio that she'll never forgive him. Everyone is confused. And then they go outside and the three members of the sumo club are trying to get people to join. Because they need five members to be able to compete in an official tournament. Yep. Uh, they, they're talking to two people that are like, oh, yeah, that was really excited to see. And they're like, oh, okay, great. Well, you can join the sumo club. They're like, well, you know, it was fun to see. But yeah, I don't think that's really for me. And then we get the sweet, wimpy child. He is Kei Mitsuhashi. He is a first-year student. Mm -hmm. And he's very eager to join, but he is also seemingly very frail. Very short, very skinny. Uh, Yeah. Just imagine Ushio with none of the training or none of the natural talent... Or none of the muscles. Uh, Reina has been watching this up in a classroom because they're outside and she's like, why the heck would they want to join them? Then Yuma enters the room behind her and, uh, you know, she's thinking out loud, why would he want to join? And it's like, well, you know, this Ushio guy is really excited about it in such a way that it makes you excited about it. Yeah. And he 
Like, there's just something about being in a sumo ring that stirs the heart of men, according to Yuma. Which, eh. Yeah. Uh, he's at a level I can't reach unless I work feverishly to get there, which is basically him saying that he's going to join the sumo club mm-hmm. just so that he can get strong enough to beat Ushio. Yeah. Vegeta. Sumo Vegeta. Uh... We cut to the next day. They're walking to the dojo. They get inside and sparkling clean. And they're surprised because obviously they didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Cut to Yuma holding a broom. Who's basically saying that, you know, he wants to join the sumo club. That he can't handle being beaten by Ushio. And that he's going to join the sumo club. To get his revenge once again ushio is like well i don't have any problem with that but it's kind of up to the club captain mm-hmm. uh yuma you know bows to ozeki and apologizes he says i know it's a self-serving request but let me learn sumo and uh, you he know, does, does like, a- the full bow which is like it's a very big deal in Japanese yes. culture. It's a strong show of humility. Uh, Ozeki says that, you know, he doesn't have any reason to turn him away, and he'd be glad to have him join the team. Uh, then the other two members, Chihiro and Kei, show up. Uh, Chihiro's, you know, kind of razzing Yuma about it. And then we get the mysterious bespectacled figure. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, Kirihito Tsuji, who is also a first year, seems to have some sort of connection to Ushio. And he comes up saying that, hey, I will get you guys to nationals. And they're kind of like, you know, we're all new to this. It's kind of a joke. But he certainly seems to have a plan. Uh, the episode ends with the Get You to Nationals line. And I like this post credit scene. This is the yeah. one where Yuma's lounging up against the school and you see three of his former goons kind of peek out from behind a pillar. Mm-hmm. Trying to figure out what's going on with the boss. And then Sumo Cat shows up. And they're like, Sumo Cat. Sumo Cat seems to have put on a little bit more weight. And yeah, it goes and up to Yuma. Why? And he is wolverining some, I guess they're treats? Cat treats, maybe? Yeah, I guess so. Maybe they're just candy. I don't know if you're and, supposed to give cat candy, but I don't know what type of candy it is. And uh, the ruffians are shocked that he would be doing this kind gesture. And Yuma's like, uh, for some reason I feel like I need to take care of this cat. And then it goes into sparkly Yuma vision, and the face of the cat turns into Ozeki. And the ruffians are like, oh, okay, he feels guilty about how he treated Ozeki. Yeah, they really got that real quickly. They're very intuitive. Mm -hmm. So, then we cut to the third episode... 
And this is where we get uh, kind of the first... Well, we start off, the club has gone to uh, Ega University High School, which is supposed to be one of the more prestigious sumo schools. Uh, They're like, you know, this is kind of a bad idea. There's no way we're going to win. These are like the top high school sumo practitioners. Some of us have just started. I think they say that it ranks second in nationals or something like that, or second in the in the area in regionals. Right, but Suji, the uh, supervisor of the club, is I guess his technical title. Uh, it seems very adamant that this is going to be good for them. Uh, that if they want to make it to nationals, they got to go against serious competition. Mm-hmm. Then it cuts into the dojo for the Ega team, and it's all giant guys who are, you know, 40 years old, apparently. Uh, and I don't know if they show them now. There is a member of their team who has blonde hair and blue eyes. I think he's supposed to be not Japanese. I wouldn't be able to tell you. Yeah. I, it's like, I want to look it up, but I don't want to spoil it, so. Mm-hmm. But he seems like he's not very familiar with anyone. I don't know. We'll find out. Okay. Uh... It cuts to kind of a rehash of the end of the last episode where it's like, you know, do you even know who we are, Tsuji? How are we going to get to Nationals? He rattles off a bunch of information about each guy. Uh, Then he has nothing for Kay, who just joined, Mm -hmm. because, you know... He, he has no like, history. He has any sports uh, experience, and he says he's been playing flute since he was like nine years old. I'm looking forward to seeing how that comes back to, into relevance. Mm-hmm. Secret flute technique. Maybe he was trained by Piccolo. That's just a little woodwind humor. Uh, they ask what kind of experience he has. Like, you know, hey, do you even do sumo? And we get a flashback of mm-hmm. Ushio and Tsuji in, you know, probably elementary school. Yeah, elementary. Tsuji is face down into the dohyo. And... We don't know the full extent as to why he is not doing sumo himself. Uh, I don't know if it's some sort of injury or a mental block that he can't overcome. But he clearly still thinks about it and wants to be around it. Mm -hmm. So, 
Uh, you know, he's making his guarantees that they're going to win. Or they are going to go to nationals, at least. Uh, they go back to Ega High. They've got their baggies with them full of peanuts from Chiba Prefecture. So that they can be nice guests. That's cute. I really like that. I want to try some. Yeah, I'm sure that'd be good. Uh, Reyna keeps bugging everyone about, oh, you know, you gave Yuma way too much stuff and you're making him carry everything. And they're like, why are you even here? Mm -hmm. Uh, And here we find out that she she has an older brother complex, I guess. Yeah, it's like they they frame it in a way that she like oh she's attracted to her older brother, which is not good. It's not good. Right. It's at the. It's at the cusp. It hasn't gone over the edge yet. But for, it's like... I don't know. For me, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Because there's for no me, for this. Well, yes. That's true. For me, it's like... I don't know. It's bad, but it's not... Blatant, I suppose. Mm. Yeah. So I... I, I don't know. I wasn't a fan. Hopefully, hopefully yeah. they won't. They won't linger on it. Right. Hopefully, they actually give the character something to do. Mm-hmm. Or actually, hopefully, they give her some character. Yeah, I mean, her introduction in the last episode was fine. I was like, oh. She it it would have been fine if like oh yeah I hate sumo and I hate this guy because she hurt my brother that's fine but it's this episode where it's like they like I think they even make her blush when she's looking at her brother it that's like okay now that's too much like that's not just I love my brother as a brother like the way that they're implying. Or romantic attraction. It's just uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, So they have their matches against the opposing high school. uh, With everyone, you know, they'll get thrown to the ground and it's like, oh. And then uh, Ozaki gets thrown to the ground and it's like, oh. And then it's Kay's turn and. You know, he's just this little pipsqueak going up against a giant guy, and he gets gently pushed to the ground, and they're like, yeah. oh. I mean, that's kind of to be expected. Uh, then we see a person who looks similar to Ushio in stature and build, who is watching with great interest. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Karya Shun. He is a first year in high school. Uh, We find out that he was the middle school lightweight champion and a quarterfinalist in the openweight division. So, 
Uh, he's like Ushio, where he is small in stature, but he is able mm. to get to the quarterfinals of an openweight division, so clearly he knows what he's doing. Yeah, they'll mention later that it, it, compared to our protagonist, he uses a lightweight style of sumo using his size and speed to his advantage, whereas uh, Hinomaru here just goes full straight head-on against any and all opponents. Yes, I appreciate that they actually differentiate styles, too. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, Then it is Chihiro's turn to wrestle. Uh, And he's very boisterous and, you know, hey, finally it's my turn to, you know... On his first official sumo match. And so he ends up uh, darting around behind the other guy. And, I mean, I just have to assume he goes full German suplex. Well, it's... Yes. It's a German, but it's a released German. Because he keeps his feet on the ground. Which, a released German is no easy feat. So he, like, grabs him and then goes for the German and then just dumps him behind him. Uh, everybody's impressed because they're like, oh, hey, that's not really a sumo move. That's kind of weird. Yeah, it's unorthodox, but it's not illegal. Uh, Ushio goes looking for Karia to be like, oh, hey, I kind of remember you from back in the day. Yeah, it's like, oh, I when I was younger. Uh, as they walk around, uh, Karia is trying to find uh, Sosuke, who appears to be the big man on campus. They bump into each other, and there's a moment of recognition, but then we cut back to a flashback where... Tsuji is meeting with one of the other members of the Ega High School Club. And he's saying, hey, we should have a bout, you know, or a, I want to call it a scrimmage. I don't know the technical term. Practice bouts against each other. And the Ega High guy is like, well, you know, that kind of really doesn't make sense. You guys don't have any talent, you you know. Uh, but he says, well, we've actually got the Onimaru Kunitsuna. Mm-hmm. And apparently, Sosuke, who is on the Ega High team, needs some sort of push to compete. And that's all we know about it for now. Uh, I, I think we can just uh, skip and, and basically say what the deal is with him. Uh, the deal is that he he does not want to compete. Like, he's part of the team, but he does not want to compete in any bout. And we're going to find out why in a little bit. Yep, so we get a flashback to Ushio and Sosuke having a match when they were in elementary school. And, you know, Sosuke is just towering over Ushio. Mm-hmm. And so they have the match, and Sosuke gets Ushio's arm locked underneath his armpit. And it looks like he's going to break his elbow, but 
you hear a snap, and when he falls to the ground, it's he's grabbing his shoulder instead. Uh, yeah, like he dislocated his shoulder or something. And, you know, Sosuke looks like he's, you know, kind of shocked by it. And then you cut to him standing behind his mother and father, who have a dohyo in their house for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mom is saying, you know, you know, stuff like this happens, but, you know, we'll just teach him, you know, not to be so rough with other kids. And the dad says that if he has to show restraint in the sumo ring, then I would rather him just not wrestle anyone. Uh, come to find out later that his father was actually a Yokozuna. And so, you know, he has a lineage to live up to. And his father kind of put his foot down, said, you know, if you're not going to give it 100%, you're just not going to wrestle until you get to the major leagues. Ushio's trying to spur him into a bout. uh, And uh, Karia decides to step up in his place. So we get our first... Uh, feature bout of the episode, I guess you could say. And right off the bat, uh, you see Karya's different approach. Instead of going head-on, he actually comes in even lower than Ushio, which is impressive given their stature. And it is much more of a back-and-forth fight where they seem to be on pretty solid ground. Yeah, it's a good match. Uh, You see him, you see Ushio try to bring out the demon wheel from the last episode, but Karya is able to overcome it. Uh, So then you see him pull out the demon storm, which is a twisting underarm throw, Mm-hmm. otherwise known as a shitate hinari. That is when you extend your arm under the opponent's arm to grab the moashi, and then you pull the moashi downwards until the opponent falls or touches his knee to the dohyo. Mm-hmm. That doesn't work either, and so he has to improvise and combine them to form the 100 demon takedown. I- and... This I like this match because it's the first time where we're like, oh, he might lose. He might actually lose, which is something that he hasn't even come close to before. Yeah, uh, it's like when Ushio is going for a power, you know, a Tochi notion, just lift him up and take him out. That's when Karia gets his leg around Ushio's leg to trip him. You know, we're seeing that it's not just straightforward power on power it seems like Karia has a bit more I want to say technique not that Ushio doesn't but Ushio seems to be much more power Mm. and so Karia has kind of developed his sumo to take advantage of his stature whereas Ushio has developed his style of sumo in spite of his stature. Yeah. He he has a smarter 
He definitely has a smarter sumo style. Uh, so eventually he defeats Karia with the 100 Demon Takedown. And this kind of spurs Sosuke into wanting to actually fight. You know, it gets his blood going. And so he defies his father and actually agrees to a match against him. Mm-hmm. Uh, right away we see, like, for the first time you see Ushio just get batted away with a single push. And everyone's like, you know, obviously this kid is different. He locks his arm underneath his arm, just like we saw in the flashback, and like, oh man, he's going to break his arm. But uh, Ushio decides to push forward so that uh, Sosuke can't have any leverage. Mm -hmm. He needs to break. They go back and forth. And then they both enter in their super combos. So once again, we see the 100 Demon Takedown, but this time it's got a cinematic added to it where you see like a demon rising up from the ground. It's a a good match. These matches are good. And then Sosuke, he does his special, which is the Great Serpent Cleaver. And you see... I like kind how, of, how his like ponytail is uh, drawn to kind of look like a serpent. Yeah. it's. I can't tell if it's several serpents behind him or if it's some sort of hydra behind him. Yeah, it at least had two heads. Maybe more. Uh, it's got like four or five. I just can't tell how many it's a serpent torsos king. it has. Oh yeah, it could be a serpent king. Uh, but they're kind of at a stalemate getting ready to pull off these maneuvers when suddenly the club president opens the door and is like, hey, what the hell are you doing? Uh, the Yokozuna said that his son could be part of the club as long as he doesn't participate in any matches. And Mm -hmm. so that's the end of that. uh, The Yokozuna mad. Right. And then we cut to uh, the Dachi High School Club walking home. Ushio's I, kind of in I, his own head. I want to say that I do like that he... This is the second time I was like, oh, he's gonna lose. And then it's like, oh no, the match is uh, no contest. I think it can't. it could get annoying if he keeps like... Winning and not losing, but so far it's worked to keep my interest. What if they throw in a dusty finish? I I hate dusty finishes, <laughs> and and like, but like a dusty finish is a, it's a term a wrestling term where a dusty finish and normally in wrestling is the good guy wins and then. Uh, uh, Wait, yeah, right? The good guy wins, and then... Yeah, the good guy wins, but then the bad guys at the end get, you know, some sort of uh, payback. Uh, So it's like... No, 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 yeah, no. No? It's not that. It's 
The dusty finish is when a wrestling match when one wrestler appears to have scored a win only to have the decision reversed. Often on some small technicality. Yes, that's what I was thinking. So, for example, the good guy will... Well, there'll be like two referees, right? Or the, the referee will get knocked out and then another referee come in and the good guy will score the pinfall and win and then the other referee is like, no, no, I got knocked out. This is a disqualification. So, like, the sumo version of it would be like... A Mitakeyumi finish? Yeah, I guess. Like, the, the, he wins and then... The, and then they hold a monoe, and the uh, the judges give it to the other uh, the other Rikishi. You know, fans just love the chase. <laughs> I disagree with that, but yeah. <laughs> uh, so you have them walking home. Ushio's in his head, like you know, if the fight hadn't been brought up, then dot dot dot, and the other's like, oh hey, you know. You're in your own head. Let's just enjoy the day. Mm -hmm. Uh, Meanwhile, Sosuke is also, you know, talking about it. And it's like, hey, why did you defy your father? And he's like, I wanted to wrestle. Mm -hmm. And Karya's like, oh, yeah, he got your blood pumping. He's excited because, you know, Karya clearly looks up to Sosuke but he gets disappointed that Sosuke never actually wrestles. He just trains and works out and then goes home. Mm-hmm. And so the episode ends. And we that's all. Talk, we need to talk about the bad, bad post credit scene. Yeah. So the guys are being taught how to properly tie their mawashi, uh, the you know the belt uh, garment they wear during sumo. Uh, what's the name of the club president? No, the, not the club president. The student council president. Reina. Reina comes in. She's like, "What are y'all doing?" And then uh, one of them falls and. She sees the she sees the genitalia, I presume, of one of uh, of one of them. Uh, they don't show it, but they show it falling, and then she like yells, and ah ha ha! Isn't this funny? And like, no, no, it isn't. Like, this is not necessary. Why is this scene here? Yeah, no better anime. Well, you know, we got uh, two days until the next episode, so. Which, by the time you're listening to this, it'll probably be out, because I don't know when I'm editing this. So, so far there have been some poor decisions. Overall, though, I'm still excited to watch it. But I'm watching it, you know, with that edge of like, oh, please don't. Please don't do the thing. Episode 2 is real good. I mean, whenever they're doing sumo, I really like the show. But then it does anime. And, like, it does the weird, creepy anime things that I do not care for at all. It does it at the beginning of episode 1. 
And then at the beginning of episode 3 and at the end of episode 3. And it's not necessary. Like, why? what's the point? You're making a real good show. And you're just making it difficult to watch by having this gross shit in it. It's like, uh, it's like having, uh, what's his face in My Hero Academia? It's like, you know, he's not necessary to the show. Yeah, yeah. I'm happy there's no Midoriya in the show. Midoriya, I don't know, Grapefruit, man. Yeah. Uh, grape, man, not Grapefruit. I'm, I'm glad there's no Grape Boy here. But I'd be ha- I'd be happier, I'd be gladder if it didn't have those threes. And it's like in one on one hand I wanna go, it's only three scenes. There's way worse stuff, but also why are there three scenes? Those three scenes are not necessary. Yeah, I I kinda wanna do a deeper dive into the person that did the manga. Mm-hmm. See if they're like the same age range as some of the others, like, you know, mm-hmm. they're just of a similar mindset because they started writing in the same era. Yeah. But like, uh, not that it's an excuse, but you uh, know, just like it would make more sense. Uh, what's the name of the, the anime? I like, uh, the one anime, I like, uh, What's the name of the volleyball anime? Um, Haikyuu. Haikyuu. Yeah, in Haikyuu, like, there's no... As far as I can remember, there's no really any grossness. And, like, the only times that a character is like, Oh, look at this beautiful woman. It's not like... They don't really, like, sexualize their bodies. They're like, oh, she's so pretty. And then they get hit. And that's it. And then... And then it does it where a female character is looking at another female character and it's like, oh, she's so pretty. So, like, I think... And that's a show, again, that's a show with, like, a majority male cast like this one where they understood that, like, no, okay, we can have female characters rather than being victims or, or like, eye candy or, like, sexual... Like, without them being objectified... Or having this a weird crush with the other character who's his brother, like without falling in all those pitfalls, Haikyuu did it correctly. So at least at least what's on TV of Haikyuu, I don't know if the manga messes up, but uh, yeah, I it can be done. So there's no excuse when it isn't. Right. Uh. Apparently, the writer and artist mm-hmm. of Hinamaru Sumo is Kawada. But that's all I've got. Okay. Uh, so, those were the first three episodes of Hinamaru Sumo. Uh, I might edit this so it's less than an hour, but we'll see. Anything else yeah. you want to say before we're done? Uh, we have been trying to do weekly screenings for the new episodes, so uh, just look for tweets saying when we'll be doing it, 
It'll we always be. We have an account be... now. We have a Twitter account. We're a real podcast now. Yes. Uh, if in case you didn't know, which I I don't know how you're listening if you didn't, we are now. We are now uh, an official audio entropy podcast. We have a Twitter account. We have a page. So go subscribe if you haven't. Which otherwise, how you're listening to it, and go uh, follow on Twitter. As far as the next items on the docket, yeah, for live sumo, uh, October 29th is when they will be putting out the Banzake. Mm-hmm. And let me Google. So we will have an episode after they put that out discussing the new rankings and the current state of the wrestlers. Mm-hmm. And then the November tournament will begin November 11th through November 25th, which means we will have our daily highlights watching in the rabbit room. Yes, I still don't know when I'm moving. Hopefully I'll know by tomorrow. So, uh, AudioEntropy.com, a bunch of good podcasts. Go listen to Teenagers with Attitude. Uh, I don't know if it's the most recent by the time you listen to this, but uh, Eric and I did something at the end of one of them that uh, you should go listen to yourself uh, for yourself. Uh, let's steal a podcast. You can find that's the other one. You can find me. Anything else you want to plug in, uh, Eric? If you want to hear Frankie playing a wrestling RPG, you can Mm -hmm. check out the Party of One podcast, where they play a game of their own devising, Mm -hmm. correct? Yes, uh, it's called By Pinfall of Submission. It was uh, the 200 War RPG that I did this year. Uh, Jeff was kind enough to have me on an episode of Party of One. It was a blast. Go listen to it. And we would also like to thank Veldrin for our album art. Thank you, Veldrin. It's awesome. So, until the pre-July, mm-hmm. until the pre-November Bonsuke no, yeah, no, announcement. We're not having another episode until July. Sorry, I just had an anime flashback. Mm. So. Uh, until the pre-November tournament episode keep your feet on the ground keep your feet on the ground do better anime